This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 74 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Back on Track, with the generous support of Equestrian Collections and Kentucky Performance Products. this week it's all about the sale of totalus this is chris stafford in lexington kentucky and you're listening to the dressage radio show and i'm joined this week by my good friend debbie mcdonald debbie welcome back to the show thank you so much it's great to be back and you are currently at home in idaho i believe i am in haley idaho at the moment yes i am well it's quite beautiful a, a nice place to be i would imagine this time of the year Ah, it's my favorite time. Fall is always the best time for me. I love it. So how have you been, Debbie? I know it's been a few weeks because we had, of course, the World Equestrian Games, and, and I know you were traveling with clinics and so on. Everything is going great on my end. I have no complaints whatsoever. Everybody's healthy and happy, so I think that's about all you can hope for. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's good to hear. And, and how's one of our favorite dressage mares of all time? Oh, she is just as sassy as ever. I still <laughs> ride her every morning, and um, she demands that a little bit. I don't do a lot, but she sure enjoys her time of thinking that she's just as special as she's always been. And then she goes out to the pasture for the rest of the day. So she pretty much still runs the barn. <laughs> well, you know, the name of Brentina is, is no longer featuring in the show ring, but, you know, it's, it's one of those combinations that uh, you can relate to, Deb, on the show this week. We are going to talk about the sale of Totalus, and it's something that you can really identify with, having had such a unique partnership with Brentina for so many years. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. But before we do, we've, um, we have a big announcement to make here on the Horse Radio Network. We're going to be announcing a brand new show, joining the network on November 1st, just a couple of weeks away. And it's going to be nothing like you've ever heard before. And we, uh, we're going to hear about that uh, from our friends Glenn the Geek and Jamie Jennings, who are going to be the hosts of this new show. So uh, take a listen to this and, uh, and also visit them at horsesinthemorning.com. <laughs> This is Glenn the Geek. And I'm Jamie Jennings. Grab a cup of coffee and join us on November 1st for the first ever live morning radio show dedicated to you, the horse addicted. The new show is Horses in the Morning, and it's a light, lively, entertaining daily look at the horse world and the people in it. Horses in the Morning will include entertaining conversation, out-of-the-ordinary guest, contest, giveaways, and so much more. For the first time ever on Horse Radio Network, we'll be able to take your calls and talk about your life with horses. We'll also be giving away some fantastic prizes to you every day. Horses in the Morning will be broadcast live Monday through Friday, 9 to 10.30 a.m. Eastern at HorsesInTheMorning.com or any number of our affiliate websites across the Internet. Plus, you can listen live on your Droid or iPhone with our exclusive phone apps. 
And of course, we will have a recorded version available immediately after the show each day that you can listen to anytime. If you would like to carry our new live daily show on your website, we would love to have you. It's free and easy. Just send us an email at morning at horseradionetwork.com. And Jamie, don't forget that we have some advertising opportunities available now. That's Horses in the Morning starting November 1st, Monday through Friday from 9 to 1030 a.m. Eastern. Well, I'm back with uh, Debbie McDonald, who's joining me this week to talk about uh, Totalus, Edward Gull's horse, of course, who has uh, just made such an impact <laughs> around the world, not only by his performances, but, but by the news last week that this horse was being actually sold to Germany. And, you know, as I said a moment ago, Debbie, with your unique partnership with Brentina, who was owned by someone else, you never had ownership of the mare, but you can relate as much as anybody, I'm sure, to this news. Oh, absolutely. I think um, any any of us as riders that have had the opportunity to develop such a wonderful partnership, um, it's something that you always hope doesn't come up. But reality is, is uh, when you find a horse like Totalus, and he's so young, so much in the beginning of his career, really, um, the value, it's, you know, it gets to become probably a very frightening situation, I would think, for anyone. So, I mean, I I just feel so much for Edward. And um, But then again, I have to look at it on another side as well, and I'm trying to look through this in so many different perspectives because it's an amazing horse and that we will never probably see that partnership ever be like it was. But... Um, I have to say for the for the owners that owned him, um, I can only imagine what it must have been like. And I'm sure it wasn't an easy decision for them either. either. I really don't believe it was. Well, it certainly was an, an, a partnership that really took over the world and uh, literally at the World Equestrian Games won three consecutive gold medals and broke another world record having having picked up the course of the European gold medal too last year it just really took the world by storm and it is a partnership that has reached well beyond the the field of dressage for by any imagination it has really stirred the passions of people around the world no matter what discipline that they involved in or not they could be people that are not even horse people we've heard from visitors who came to the horse park and didn't really know too much about horses, but just enjoyed the sheer beauty of this partnership and, and harmony to music. And it, it really has it has been incredible to watch the response, Debbie, over the last few days since this news broke. Um, you know, and this is one of the great things about the Internet. You know, news travels very fast these days. It sure does. It really does. And, you know, I, I, um, I find it... Um, you know, a little bit disturbing. And when I read some of these things that people are writing about, you know, Germany buying the horse and then, and, you know, the ride going to someone else, which we all feel that it is sad, but we have to be realistic about this. I mean, there probably was an opportunity for Holland to jump in and purchase this horse for the same amount of money that I'm sure that was being offered by another country. 
And maybe that wasn't just a possibility. Believe me, I don't think they wanted to see that partnership end either. Well, we should remind everyone, if you've been following this news, that it was, in fact, Paul Schockermoller, the German uh, one-time, of course, successful show jumper and now um, breeder, trainer, and uh, a, a, a sport horse dealer. He has a huge operation in Germany. And he has bought uh, the horse. As we record this, Debbie, it's still subject to uh, the vetting, of course. Uh, there's blood work being taken, and that has to come back. Uh, but it seems to be a mere formality. And my understanding, Debbie, at this time is that Paul Schockermola has bought the breeding rights to the horse, and he is seeking a partner for the sporting rights to the horse, i.e. the competition side of things. Uh, do you know anything differently? That is exactly what I have you know, have heard as well. And, um, you know, I think that the anti-trivialism is, is probably on the top of that list. Absolutely. He, uh, she, of course, uh, has been, uh, as you say, um, um, identified as uh, the, the highly likely partnership of, of uh, the sporting uh, side of the business uh, for this horse. And, uh, and her son-in-law, of course, is uh, um, Matthias Alexander Rath, a German rider, and uh, he has been uh, he has been named as the potential rider for the horse. But uh, as of uh, as of this moment, I understand he has not been formally approached. His publicist has told us that uh, he has not been approached at this point. But I, it sounds to be to be that's the way that the traffic is flowing, Deb. It does appear to to definitely be that way. I think, um, you know, none of us obviously will really know till the deal has been sealed. Um, but if that, if that is to happen, um, I, I know the family quite well. I know the situation the horse would live in, and it really is a lovely home, a very lovely home, a lovely family who keeps their horses forever and really does love them. And, um, I can pretty much guarantee that that horse's life will not be any less loved than it has been. Well, there's been a lot of feelings around the world, Deb, to this reaction, and I thought we would take uh, our time during this show to listen to those responses around the world, what people are actually feeling. And, and uh, I've gathered uh, those sound bites from uh, the last couple of days from people in different countries, in Europe and uh, over here, of course, and in Canada, and so we're going to work our way through those. But before we do, I want to uh, just take a break for a short commercial here. We're going to hear from uh, Glenn. And then uh, when we come back, we have just one item of news which involves Edward Gall. But, uh, so don't go away. We'll be back in just a second. Back on Track products are endorsed by many of the top dressage, eventing, and show jumping riders worldwide. But they are not just for the pros. Any level of rider can benefit from their unique line of therapeutic products for horses, humans, and dogs. Back on Track has some new products available, exercise boots, bell boots, and western saddle pads. You can find them at backontrackproducts.com. That's backontrackproducts.com. Well, I'm back with uh, Debbie McDonald. Uh, Debbie, you know, um, Edward Gull didn't uh, miss a beat. He took off for uh, Oslo's CDI three-star last week with um, Interfloor's next one, uh, 1995 Dutch gelding. And he went up there and won the Grand Prix and the Grand Prix freestyle with that horse. And I believe it was while he was there that he heard about the, the sale going through. And uh, he and his trainer, Nicole Werner, are 
particularly upset because they they thought the Totalus uh, might be sold after the Olympics in London in two years' time. They were that was I think what they were anticipating. So it kind of took them by surprise that this went through as quickly as it did. And, and you know, it's got to be very hard for any rider to hear that they're being parted from such a unique partnership, which, as I said earlier, Debbie, you can absolutely identify with. And, and Edward, I, uh, you know, we've had him here on the show. I don't know him personally, but he seems very, very compassionate gentleman and uh, someone who, you know, obviously connects so well with his horses. Oh, definitely. I think, um, like I said, it, it breaks my heart. Um, I think it's incredibly sad for the sport that we've seen a partnership like this especially this partnership, come to an end. And, um, I, I mean, I think everybody has to be feeling this. There's no doubt about it. But um, reality is, I'm afraid this is the case. Well, it, it is the reality of it, and uh, I think we'll hear a lot more from, uh, from people's reactions. But I want to just share with you um, some of those that uh, I've heard from in the past couple of days. So uh, let's first hear from a, a German journalist, Kim Kreling, who covers dressage around the world. And she, uh, as I said, based in, in Germany. And this is what she had to say about the sale of Totalus. So first of all, I'm very, very, very sad that I never going to be, uh, never see again Edward Gallen Totalus, of course. It was a fantastic pair. And I'm very sure we won't see that sort of thing again. But in the end, I can understand that Mr. Fischer and Edward Gall decided to sell him now because he reached everything. He just reached everything. He broke every record. He had uh, three-time gold medals in Kentucky. So when would be a better time to sell him? So I can understand it even if I think it's really sad. So, But, of course, now it's interesting what is going to happen with that horse. Of course, we would be very happy to have him in Germany, even if I think that maybe is a little bit cheated or whatever you would say. Um, but if he stays here, who's going to ride him? Of course, that is discussed for the last days here in Germany, and there are... Many, many people, Isabel Wert was asked, but she said, no, thank you, she wouldn't do it, because, you know, Isabel Wert always has young horses, bringing them up in the sport by herself. Another one could be Matthias Rath, uh, because, of course, there has to be a financial background as well, and that's uh, with Ann-Kathrin Linsenhoff, his stepmother, she would have that financial background, but Matthias Rath just said, Nobody had has asked me by now. Of course, I think every rider would like to ride that horse. So it sounded as if he would do it if anybody would ask him. So things are not settled. There are some more riders in in the discussion, as Andreas Helgstan from Denmark, Vicky Max Teurer from Austria, because her mother, Sissy Max Teurer has also a good financial background, and he is very involved also in the German breeding. He has bought a German stud farm last year. So we are all very, very keen to know what is going to happen to that horse, of course, and we want all the best. And, of course, Paul Schokomöhle wants to have the rights for the breeding, and now it's going. he is looking for a partner for the uh, riding part. So nothing is settled. Nobody is going to any cell phone at the moment. But I think we have to wait for another few days. 
Well, uh, thanks to, to Kim. I, it's, um, you know, it, it, it doesn't really matter which country you're from. Everybody seems to have an opinion, Deb. And we also have a, a listener, Sabrina Regan, who's um, from here in the States, and uh, she contacted me too, and here's what she had to say. I was really surprised to hear about the sale of Totilas. I feel like it's kind of sad for Edward. They were doing so well, and he's so young. He's only 10. It seems like he could even do so much better, and unfortunately for Edward, he won't be able to be a part of that, and I think that's sad. But I do also hope that his new owners continue to show him that he adjusts well to his new environment because he's so amazing to watch. I got to watch him at the freestyle at WEG, and it was just so great. Even my sister, who doesn't know a lot about it, thought he was a beautiful horse, and so it would be a real shame if they didn't keep showing him. So I do hope that he at least continues to be out and about where we can watch him improve and grow and hopefully we'll still get to see him and our friend Claudia van Andel of course uh, you know her Debbie she is a Dutch journalist she runs the website Dressage Direct in the Netherlands and uh, of course she follows the sport very closely and being Dutch as well uh, this is a loss to the Netherlands so uh, this is what uh, she had to say about losing Totalus Yes, I've been writing a lot on Totilas and Edward Carl, and um, the most um, uh, special thing I always have written is the ultimate blend of talent and knowledge. And they, the pair has really given us something extra, and I feel simply very sad about it, because um, I've never seen such a beautiful pair and such beautiful performances, and uh, well, um, it's not only the horse, it's Edward and the horse. And this, uh, what I call the ultimate ultimate blend now, has been sadly disturbed, and I feel sad about it. Well, Debbie, you know, feelings from around the world, and I, you know, it's, uh, it's um, it, it seems to me that they these expressions of uh, emotions fall into two categories. They're either emotional or commercial, uh, for or mm-hmm. against, wouldn't you say? Oh, definitely. I definitely agree with you. Well, David Cohen is a regular listener to the Dressage Radio Show and a recent convert to the sport of dressage, and he's here in uh, Grand Rapids, uh, Michigan, and uh, this is what David thinks about uh, Totalist being sold. I think that it's a, an honorable timing for the sale of Tolis, as you know, he has won everything for the past two years and uh it's kind of part of the industry you know the the horses come and go especially when they get to the top uh edward has done a marvelous job with polis and he brought him from nothing to this exquisite horse of the century and uh he you know edward will end up on the next great horse tolis will go on he needs to be producing more toluses because we need them in the dressage world. Uh, I think it's a really, uh, it's a good thing for everybody. It's timing couldn't have been better. Well, uh, thanks to David. And David, thank you for listening to the show too. Great to know that you're a new convert to the sport of dressage. Well, Catherine Haddad, of course, has been a co-host here on the Dressage Radio Show. She is based in Germany, so sees it from a different perspective and, uh, and uh, clearly had something to say about this. What strikes me the most is the irony of the situation, the fact that this incredible world masterpiece um, has been created by the Dutch 
He was born, bred, born, and raised in Holland. He's branded Dutch, uh, trained in the Dutch system. And that this horse, uh, who's also been heavily criticized in Germany, not by Germans in general, but by the press, has now been sold to the very country that criticized him so boldly. And uh, again, I would emphasize that. I mean, I, I obviously am enclosed in the in the um, German horse industry, and I think that everyone here is is in awe of this horse, including 90% of the Germans that I know. But I find it sad, and I find it extremely ironic that the horse is now changing hands and may even end up being trained by someone who was very, very critical of him and the Dutch system in the past. Well, our thanks to Catherine, and uh, she will let us know what she hears from uh, Germany as we uh, follow this story, which which will not die away anytime soon, will it, Deb? I mean, I think this is... You know, the people are going to watch this story so closely. They're going to watch this horse. It's almost a, it's almost a no-win situation for anybody who gets on this horse's back, you know. because it, 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 I wouldn't want to be the rider that follows Edward, would you? Well, that's the thing. I mean, can anyone? I don't think that's possible. And that is, I think, what is going to be so hard as the new rider, whoever that ends up being, is going to be an incredible amount of pressure put on them right off the bat. Um, like I said, I would have preferred if they were going to sell the horse, I wish they would have, to be honest, let him be a stallion and let let that career end where it was. Well, um, so- it is going to be a hard act to follow, if it can be followed. If indeed it can be followed, and certainly he was on top of his game uh, as he changes hands now well we're going to hear from kentucky performance products so glenn's going to bring us up to date with some product news there and when we come back we'll hear some more opinions from around the world when horsemen were asked what they were looking for in a nutritional supplement for their horses the answer was easy one that is affordable effective and scientifically proven kentucky performance products took that message to heart and developed supplements that meet those needs all of their supplements, from Nalox Equine Acid to Summer Games Electrolytes and Joint Armor, are formulated based on sound research. They are affordable so that you can count on them to deliver results. To choose the right KPP supplement for your horse, go to kppusa.com. Or to learn more about horse nutrition and interact with the experts at KPP, join their Facebook page. Just search for Kentucky Performance Products. Well, Debbie, uh, I got a lot more opinions, as I said. We're going to uh, hear from a number of people um, who had something to say about the sale of Titleist. So let's begin with um, Alexa King. She's from here in Kentucky, and uh, she's actually an artist. So she had a very different perspective of uh, the sale of this horse. Let's hear from Alexa. Um, From an artistic point of view, I think this horse and Edward together are a national treasure. And I, I, I can't imagine separating something like that. I mean, it's, it's kind of looking at Nureyev and Margot Fontaine. I mean, those dance partners were integral to each other and are memorable long past the time that they were actually uh, dancing. And um, You know, even to go to Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers, I mean, what do you think of when you think of, of, of uh, those two people? You know, not as a separate entity, but uh, as a pair. So I, I think that they're making a big mistake selling uh, a national treasure such as this horse and, uh, and the rider that go with them. So. 
Well, as an as an artist, you know that is a different perspective, uh, Debbie. You know, you see the beauty of two two beings really, and the harmony that really is what horses are about. And when you're performing at that level, it's 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 all about the harmony of that combination, isn't it? Yes, and and truly about our sport. You know, I mean, it's just very rare you see that much harmony and beauty in a combination. So, I mean, absolutely. Yes, I agree completely. Well, German-born uh, Canadian rider Evie Strasser um, also had something to say about this when I spoke to her yesterday. So let's hear from Evie. Yeah, for me, Toddlers is uh, and Edward is a dream team, and it should have been better arranged for Holland, or the owner should have tried to give a chance to Edward and the the team to buy this horse out instead of it selling it to Germany. Uh, I think uh, Edward and Todlas made this sport to a totally new level, and now I think that dream is gone. It's a bit hard on the whole uh, dressage association, I would say. Well, thanks to Evie, and she was heading to Germany too uh, to ride her horses that are based over there, so we'll uh, probably hear from her again as she follows the story from that side of the pond. Well, Janet Stone is a regular listener to the Dressage Radio Show, She's based here in the States, and here's what she has to say about it. Well, I was very surprised to hear that. Um, I, I was able to go to WEG, and I watched all three performances by Edward Gall and, and Totalis and seemed to recall Edward saying in, a, in an interview how possessive he was of the horse, that he didn't let anybody else ride it. So I was shocked to hear that the horse had been sold, and I just feel so sorry for Edward to have lost such a wonderful ride. I'm curious to see who's going to be on the horse next and interested to see if he performs as well as he did with Edward in the saddle. Now, I found a group on Facebook, Debbie, that is run by a, a British woman, Edwina Taylor, who, and they are trying to gather enough momentum. They certainly have a lot of fans on their Facebook page, and they're trying to actually stop the sale of Totilus. They're trying to raise money for him to stay in the Netherlands, and I'm not sure how realistic that uh, project is, but um, she certainly has an opinion about this. Here's what she has to say. Totalus and Edward are an absolutely phenomenal partnership. They are a marriage made in heaven. They have brought more to international dressage than any other rider and horse partnership, with the exception of Anki van Grusevan and Bonfire. Totalus is worth, obviously, a huge amount of money. And from a commercial perspective, Morelands, as business people, have to, have to look at the bigger picture. However, this is in a whole new ballpark, and Totalus needs to stay with Edward. Edward and Totalus are a partnership that will never, ever be beaten. Whoever gets the ride on this horse is going to have a huge job to play. There is absolutely no way that I think that any, ride, any other rider other than Edward is going to be able to bring out the best in, in Totalus as Edward has. For that reason, we believe on the Facebook page of Stun, Edward, Gal and Totalus that we are aiming to stop the sale of this most magnificent horse and his wonderful partner. Edward has trained the horse from a four-year-old and has brought him up through the grades to perform in the most stunning way. It is he, his, their performance is technically brilliant 
athletic and absolutely beautiful to watch. Well, our friend Mary Lawrence, and of course another contributor and regular co-host here on the Dressage Radio Show, she also had an opinion. We had to hear from Mary, so uh, let's, uh, let's see what she has to say. Well, I really feel strongly for Edward Gall. Um, he had said so himself that this was a once-in-a-lifetime horse, and it's definitely saddening to see this once-in-a-lifetime horse being taken from underneath him. They've obviously done... Um, very, very well, setting world records. And um, I think that's where I, I get the most emotional, and I think that um, others feel the same way. It's going to be difficult to see this horse um, if this is what the plan is, and it seems that that's the way it is at this time, that he'll be competed under the German flag. And um, that's tough to hear, given the horse was bred, raised, and trained um, in Holland, and obviously the system really worked well for him. Um, but I think you also have to step away from the emotional side of things when you're looking at a business. And um, from the owner's perspective, this was really the time to sell. The horse was in his prime as far as age, as far as his competitive years, and uh if you're looking at it from a business, then this really was the time to let the horse go. Um, but again, it, it feels a little like seeing your favorite baseball player take Red Sox, for example, a Red Sox player traded to the Yankees team. And I think that that's why it's the hardest for a lot of people to swallow because he's, you know, a, a Dutch champion and now he's going to their ultimate rival. Um, so that's really how I feel overall. I, emotionally, I really feel for Edward, but you also need to understand the other side of things. And I think there's a lot more um, coming out of this story that we'll all be hearing shortly. Well, uh, thanks to Mary, too, for joining in the conversation here. And uh, Debbie, you know, it, it really doesn't matter which country you come from. Um, you know that, that so many there's so much support for the for, for Edward as a partnership with this horse, and you know when you've brought something a horse on for so long, you, you know there's going to be a commercial value for for the horse, uh, no matter how successful he is. But it, you know it's still hard, even as a rider, and you know there's I'm sure a commission involved. So you're not going to actually lose money when you get a horse as good as this. But no amount of money seems to be able to make up for a partnership that you have formed. Oh, there's no doubt about that. Absolutely. Um, but I think we all have to be realistic as riders and know that this is a possibility going in with anything that we ride that we do not own ourselves. And this is part of, part of accepting our jobs. I mean, this is a job for us that, that this can happen to anyone that does not own their own horse. And it really does come down to money at that, at that point. Yeah, and, um, it, you know, uh, unfortunately, what saddens me a lot is that the sport seems to be going more in that direction. And it makes it very difficult for a person who does own their own horse to be able to compete in that kind of an atmosphere. So that is what saddens me almost more than anything is the fact that I'm afraid where this might take the sport in general when horses start being sold. Of course, we'll never see one sold like this again. At least I won't in my lifetime, for sure. But it, it does uh, put a little bit of a, you know, you wonder what's going to happen. After well, all this. you do. You find people. 
Yeah, go, go ahead, Debbie. I'm sorry. No, I, I was going to say, when you find people that are willing to jump up and buy horses, um, and, you know, and obviously they all do it for their reasons, uh, for their country, for their, their own riders, but it does make it hard for a person who is trying years and years and years and struggling for a spot that it does make it a little bit harder for them to have a possibility or a dream of being able to be a part of a team. And someone like, uh, obviously Edward has got such a reputation now as a horseman producing a horse of this quality, but he does also have all the horses, obviously good horses, horses like he won in, in within Oslo last weekend, and he also has a half-sister to uh, Totila, Sister de Jure, I believe he's a half, she's a half-sister, and, and of course Totilus has already bred several mares already. So we'll we'll see his progeny. It'll be interesting to see though how that unfolds. Uh, obviously with different riders in different countries. Um, you know, if, if if something there is carried through in his genes that is anything as close to his kind of performance. Yeah, I mean we've seen it in the racehorse industry, you know, a lot of great stallions were never able to produce themselves. So it is uh it's still quite a a mystery to know what he will be able to produce for sure. Well, one of the things is, is that is for sure is that there's going to be lots of column inches covering the equestrian magazines around the world on this subject, and one of those will for sure be, be St. Georg, which is a German magazine, and the editor there is Gabrielle Pochhammer. I was able to catch up with Gabrielle and uh, hear what she has to say about the sale of Totulus. First, I think it's very, very sad for the rider for Edward Gall, who has done such a beautiful job with that horse. And it's always such a pity when a good rider loses a good horse, and especially when it's such an exceptional horse who made people so excited as uh, Tilla did in Kentucky and before in Windsor. It's, of course, the way of life. I mean, many horses have changed the owner and rider in this way. It always has, is a bit sad. Oh, it's very sad, and it's always for the new rider a situation where he honestly cannot win. If he does well with, with that horse, everybody will say, okay, it's Totila, you bought the success. If he does not well, he's just somebody who cannot do it. So it's really difficult for both sides. I think personally it's very, very sad, and Germany, bringing the Germany back in, in better medals with such a deal, is not really what we all were dreaming of. Well, we'll be following uh, St. Georg with interest to hear that German perspective and uh, certainly has the horse change his hands. We'll follow his career through the German media too. And now one of our other co-hosts here on the Dressage Radio Show, Heather Blitz, uh, also had something to say about this. I guess I'm as saddened by the sale of Totalus as what we're finding out the rest of the world is too, but quite frankly, it's not that much of a surprise to me. And... Um, uh, you know, don't, not to sound insensitive, but um, it's, it's with a horse like that and the money that exists out in the world, it's just, it's bound to happen. That's the thing that controls everything that goes around, unfortunately. And even somebody with uh, maybe a, a comfortable enough life still has an amount of money that they simply can't refuse. And that's understandable to me, even though it is just as frustrating at the same time. But Having been in somewhat the same situation in the recent past, um, I can identify with Edward's grief over the situation um, completely. 
but also just think that it's reality and he had his moment in the sun with him and it never, ever will be forgotten. And he can live on that with that, that memory and that experience in him forever and nothing will ever take that away. So a good thing, I think, doesn't have to last forever and ever. It was a great thing, and that's the value in it, and that will never be lost. And then I was able to catch up with Janice Arnoldi from from Canada, who listens to the Dressage Radio Show. Hi, Janice, and uh, this is what she had to say. I I really understand why the owners of Totalist decided to sell him. you know, uh, horses, as much as you love them, is it's a business, and uh, he's at the top of his career. And, you know, as the, as the owner said, he didn't want to tempt fate, and horses are fragile, and lots of things can happen. But I think it must be so devastating for Edward Gall. And, and you wonder why, if Totalist is still going to compete, there wouldn't have been some sort of an agreement that he would have continued to ride him. And I really think it remains to be seen now, if Totalist does still compete with a new rider, Will he be able to ride him to the amazing scores that Edward Gall did? And uh, I think dressage riders around the world watched all of uh, Totalus's uh, performances at WEG, and he's just an absolutely phenomenally beautiful horse. And I really do hope that we continue to see him compete. Another listener was Sumika Kay. Sumika uh, from Michigan, I believe. She uh, also had strong feelings about Totalus. Hi. Um, yes, I was. When I first heard the rumors that he was going to be sold, my my biggest uh, feeling was disappointment because we're only about two years out from the Olympics, and I'm afraid that it's very likely that Edward Gall will not get to keep riding him. And I I just feel like they're such a wonderful pair that it just seems like such a shame. Um, although I understand that given the quality of the horse, it's unsurprising that lots of money was being thrown thrown the owner's way. That's my feeling, a bit of a disappointment. And Louise Parks. Louise is an Irish journalist, was uh, at the World Equestrian Games, covers a lot of the sports for the FEI, a very experienced journalist. And uh, she was very sad to to know, to learn about this uh, sale and very emotional about it. Let's hear from Louise. Chris, I think my heart's broken, to be quite honest, because to me, Totalus and Edward Gall were just something so special. I used to just stand in awe watching them perform every time I saw them, and I was very lucky to see them many times during that amazing 18 months they were together. So, yeah, I'm sorry, I have to say, it's all emotion. I'm heartbroken. And then most of you know Mary Phelps, of course. Mary Phelps is... Uh the owner and, and webmaster of, uh, or I shouldn't call her the webmaster, but she runs two websites, horsesdaily.com and dressagedaily.com. Sorry about that, Mary. Um, and, of course, covers the sport and is passionate about dressage. And this is what Mary had to say about uh, the sale of Totulus. Well, you know, Chris, I have to say that I finally got the opportunity to see Totalus and Edward Gow together at the World Equestrian Games, and I was photographing him alongside my colleague, Terry Miller, who's also a photographer, and we both were in tears. It was such a beautiful sight. And I know it must be a tough decision for all involved, you know, to make and live with, but at the end of the day, A professional rider is not the owner of a horse, and it is a business deal and a transaction which uh, will hopefully increase the ability to 
spread Tortilus's wonderful talents throughout the mayors that will become available to him. So it's unfortunate for Edward, but he's had many great horses, and he's had a successful show uh, with another great horse coming along. So that's the thing when you're a professional uh, dressage rider. At any time, you can have uh, lose a great horse. He had a wonderful ride while it lasted. And finally, I was able to catch up with a listener in France, Nathalie Villain. She uh, is a former judge. She lives just outside Paris. She listens to the Dressage Radio Show. And I was able to hear what from, from Nathalie about what she thinks about the sale of Tortillas. So um, I was, uh, first of all, very sad when uh, I learned that, uh, that Tortillas will not stay with, uh, with, uh, with his actual rider, Edward Gall, because uh, it's, uh, it's already a legend. And uh, what strikes me most is that it's Edward Gall that had met Tortillas from, this, from the beginning. If you, when you see the, the horse and the rider, it's just uh, a, perfect, uh, a perfect exchange between, uh, between them. And uh, I think it's... Uh, it's very. Uh, it must be very frustrating for for Edward Gall to uh, <laughs> to have uh, to see us uh, taken away from him because uh, he, I think there's much much work on uh, on this horse, and uh, I, I feel very sad because uh, according to me they gave a new dimension to dressage. And they uh, they made a lot for uh, for the improvement of dressage and uh, and um, all around the world everyone knows who is Tatilas. They they just uh, before it was going Tatilas uh, Grand Prix were, was winning at uh, eighty two eighty five and now it's ninety percent to win. So it uh, it has a very good. Um, influence in the whole whole dressage world where when you see them together it's just uh, like a, a centaurus and not two different beings they have a perfect uh, combination and, and i'm not sure the horse will uh, will be um, as well uh, ridden by by any other rider i perfectly understand the the economical concerns and, and financial interest around the horse, but it's very, very sad and very um, difficult because he, he just came from back from uh, from the, the World Equestrian Games with three medals, and from one day to another, um, he's told, "Well, you do no longer have the horse." So uh, I sincerely hope. Uh, Something will will be done to keep them together because dressage without them will never be the same, and that's why uh, I hope something will be done to to keep them together. Well, that wraps up. Well, no, we just have one more. I'm sorry, we have one more, and that uh, soundbite, and that is from Reese Coffler Stanfield, of course, from here in uh, Kentucky, who uh, is a con- regular contributor to different shows here on the Horse Radio Network, a dressage rider a professional rider, and of course understood uh, exactly what it must feel like to lose the ride on a horse. So here's what Reese has to say. I was actually pleasantly surprised to hear that he was sold as a trainer and a rider and someone that rides horses internationally. It, it's always a heartbreaker when a horse gets sold like that. 
But I'm sure Edward, you know, he has many more horses coming. He probably will never have another totalist. But, you know, it's good that horses are being bought and sold for all of us who, who do that. And uh, I wish them well. And I hope that, you know, Edward has another totalist or two. And he will continue to, to bring horses along. And I wish uh, the Shakamolas the best of luck with him. And I hope they can re- recoup their investment for sure. Well, that wraps up our sound bites, Debbie. It just gives different perspectives of, uh, you know, the feelings, as I said earlier, really between sort of commercial and emotional for and against. Some people think it's going to be a good thing for the horse to move on, that the horse won't uh, miss a beat. You know, he'll find a new rider, a new loving home, and it'll be good for the sport. Others feel that it absolutely won't be good for the sport that it will it would would be devastating to part to separate that partnership so lots of different opinions deb uh it and, and it's this is not going to go away anytime soon is it no it will not go away until we can see what happens with this horse and how the new combination combinations you know work out but um you know everybody's got a very valid, valid point in what they're talking about, and I think you have to put it all together and uh, and and really sort through it all. But um, I do feel who has ever is ever going to end up with this horse for that kind of a purchase price, he will end up with a loving home. And for me, that is very, very important. I would hate to see that horse fall in the hands of someone that would not do him justice as far as even his livelihood. And I don't feel that is the case. It's, you know, a partnership that's sad and more than anything. Absolutely. Well, we did have uh, one email from a, a listener and, and uh, actually someone who started a Facebook group from the Netherlands, and he apologizes for his English, so he wrote an, an email and said that uh, he finds it terrible and why is it all about money? They have to stop the sale of Totalus, and that Totalus and Edward Garl have to stay together. Never change a winning team, says Willemin van Dyke from the Netherlands. So that, wrap, that wraps up our um, views from around the world on this uh, very, very controversial sale of Totalus. And uh, when we come back after this break, uh, I have an, an email on a completely different subject. So don't go away. We'll just hear from uh, Glenn, who's uh, going to bring us up to date with uh, product news from Equestrian Collections. Equestrian Collections is your source for all of your dressage and tack equipment needs. From Anki, Kiefer, Veritas, Bates, Vespucci, Wintech, and more. Shop in comfort and equip your dressage horse in style at equestriancollections.com. And become a fan on Facebook and join in one of the most vibrant communities on Facebook with over 23,000 fans. And you can win cool stuff there, too. Remember, that's Equestrian collections.com for all of your dressage needs well debbie i had a very nice email from a listener in poland and as you know deb we we're now in something like 42 countries but talking to these people around the world over the last couple of days about totalists you really appreciate the extent of our reach here on the dressage radio show it's it's fantastic isn't it it is, and you should be very proud of yourself for going this route. I think it's a wonderful thing that you're doing for our sport. Well, I, you know, I always love to hear from people, Deb, and we've got a lovely email from a lady in Poland, from Magdalena Nieslucowska, and I hope I haven't done too much damage to your name there, Magdalena. 
and she writes that uh, she loves listening to the show and it's so nice that it exists. She feels it's a beautiful sport and she says, I know what I'm saying because I'm competing myself in dressage. I decided to write to you because you might look forward for looking for someone who will prepare you the report forms from Middle Europe about where the level of dressage grew up recently. And uh, she has a master's in uh, horse breeding at Warsaw Agricultural University and is studying sport management at Warsaw School of Economics. And she would love to be our correspondent from Eastern Europe. How about that, Deb? I think that's a very, very exciting adventure for for everybody. <laughs> it is, you know, for us to hear from that side of, of Europe because you, we don't hear enough from, you know, we have great reports from uh, some of the you know, European websites that cover the sport but you know russia of course used to be so prolific when it came to dressage in in years past oh absolutely I, it, like i said it's great to know that you've touched that part of the world and that we'll get some little input well i think we'll have them send their uh, reports to you in polish and you can translate them for me Deb. how about that Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I think that is cool. <laughs> well, it's lovely to hear from you. Thank you so much for writing, Magdalena, and we certainly will take you up on your offer. We would love to hear what's happening with the sport of dressage in Eastern Europe and, uh, and you know, and raise the, help raise their profile because it, it's harder from when you come from those uh, lesser experienced nations, isn't it, Debbie? You know you've competed around the world for many years. You know... What a struggle they have in their own countries to not only get the horses, get the training that they need, and to make it onto the world stage and be recognized for it. Absolutely. You have to feel for anybody that's in that situation. And um, and they all have dreams like most of us, you know, being at that top of the leaderboard someday. So, um, you know, you just only wish everybody well so that the sport keeps growing in, in the entire world, not just in a couple of countries. Well, speaking of that, Deb, you know, the great thing now, a lot of people do travel to the dressage nations, if you will, to get that experience. There. And one of, um, one of those nations that's really climbed up the dressage pole is Australia. Absolutely. Now, you saw what they did in uh, in uh, the World Equestrian Games. I mean, what a team. Brett Parbury, Haley Beresford, uh, Lyndall Oatley. I mean, it was just extraordinary how they performed. And I, I, I think it just speaks to their determination and that they're being based in Europe and working so hard to get to where they've got in the sport. I know. And, and that is truly what it is. You know, it's about, uh, you know, giving up and continuing on the path to good instruction and um, and getting yourself out there to watch the quality all the time. It's just the most educational thing you can do. Absolutely. Well, one of those Australians that's been on the show recently, Lyndall Oakley, she and her fiancé that was, last time they were on the show, uh, Patrick Kittle, they were heading off to Australia for uh, their wedding. And uh, I know that Patrick is now back in Germany, but Lyndall had to stay in Australia because she contracted swine flu and then oh, I heard no. I know and then I heard from uh, Haley Beresford uh, just today and she's back in Germany having been to the wedding and she too has swine flu so I, I sent a note to Lyndall I asked them what they put in the wedding cake because that wasn't a good start <laughs> to their marriage oh no I feel for them I hope that I wish them all uh, you know 
success in getting over this quickly, that can be so terrible. Can be debilitating, I know, and not a great start to, the, to their marriage, so, but I'm sure they'll make up for it. Very happy couple they are, and they came on the show during WEG, and it was great to have them on, and I'm sure we'll have them back on again over the winter. Well, Debbie, what are you going to be doing now for the, for the winter? Do you get some downtime? Um, well, I don't even know if I know what that is anymore, Chris. <laughs> I, um, you know, I do clinics still about every other weekend, and um, our plans are to try to stay uh, in Idaho through a white Christmas and then head back down south to California. And and that's it. And escape the worst of the winter. Now, do, do you get do you do any skiing, Debbie, or do you take advantage of the winter sports while you're while you're in the mountains? I like to snowshoe and cross country ski. I am done with the downhill. <laughs> <laughs> done with the downhill. <laughs> and and then you head to the surf and the sand of California. That's right. That's right. Our second home at Epona Farms in Thousand Oaks. It's a beautiful place to be. But, I, you know, if I'm going to do anything, it usually has to be something that I can do with my dogs. So that's why I prefer the snowshoeing in the cross-country because they usually always have groomed trails where you can take your dogs with you. Well, there you go. Well, we both uh, know how important it is to have our dogs with us. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you mentioned going to that part of California, and we should uh, mention before we close today, Debbie, a very sad note from California from our friend Leslie Morse who over there, and I know a good friend of yours too, who sadly lost Kingston recently from an attack of colic. And, and devastating for her, for all her connections, and we want to send our best wishes to Leslie. Uh, what a great co- partnership that was. Oh, there's no doubt, and I can't even imagine how much pain and sorrow she's going through, and, you know, we just can all send our prayers and love because we all know that things like this are inevitable, and we just hope that they're a lot longer, you know, that the partnership goes on a lot longer before something like that happens, and we all... We all send our prayers for her, so that's for we sure. Cer- we certainly do. And, of course, she was on the show earlier this year when uh, t- Tip Top had recovered from colic surgery. So she's really had a run of bad luck there with both her famous stallions. Um, and hopefully that Tip Top is still on, on making good strides now. Have, have you um, seen him recently? Have you been out that way, Debbie, to see him since he was back on, um, in action? Well, you know, he went to the uh, to the trials, and other than he was just, you know, the heat and everything kind of got to him a little bit, maybe not quite as fit, he looked fabulous, and, and he is doing fabulous. Um, so I, you know, I will be seeing her in a week or so, and, and I know that, um, you know, he's part of the, the plan. So he is doing very well from what I understand, but you're right, she's had a very, very tough year. She certainly has. Well, uh, we, as you say, we wish her the very best and send her our regards here from the Dressage Radio Show when you see her, Debbie. I will definitely do that. Well, that just about wraps it up for this week, Deb. Um, we're just plain running out of time here. I hope you've uh, all enjoyed listening to people's uh, views um, from around the world on the sale of Totalus. We will bring you updates, of course, as and when they happen, when uh, the sale is confirmed. Uh, that the vet uh, the the vetting went through and the sale was complete, 
and exactly who, where the horse finishes up and, uh, and who will be riding him. We'll bring that all to you and more here on the Dressage Radio Show. And don't forget, you can always follow our show notes at dressageradio.com and also join our fan page, which is now over 1,000 people on, fan, on, on Facebook. So thank you to all of you who joined the fan page there, leaving, you, uh, leaving your comments on there. And you can also, of course, follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio or Chris E. Stafford. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. Anytime you want to send us an email, uh, shoot that over to me, chris at horseradionetwork.com. If you have any questions or comments for Debbie as well, I'll make sure she gets those. You can leave us a voicemail at 270-803-0025. I want to thank all our sponsors here on the Horse Radio Network, Back on Track, Kentucky Performance Products, and Equestrian Collections for making this show possible. And don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network. And in two weeks' time, that will include Horses in the Morning, that brand-new live show. We look forward to that. And uh, we'll be back, uh, Deb, at the same time, same place uh, next week. So until then... Yes, until then, I would like to just remind everyone to please practice safe riding and wear your helmet.